0: is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. The dog days of summer are here, which means it's prime barbecue season. The grills are kicking, and as we get in those last days of summer, you really gotta make sure you have what you need. But it also means that the American Royal is right around the corner. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for everything that you need for the American Royal. I know that I will. This year at the American Royal, we'll be doing our first live Pitmaster Podcast broadcast from Kansas Speedway with the great folks of the Kansas City Barbecue Store. We hope to have a lot of teams come by and say hi, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun. So as a listener of the Old Virginia Smoke Pitmaster Podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this American Royal Season by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, and for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Good morning, everybody. This is Luke Darnell, Pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke, and welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. I am going to answer some questions that I solicited from social media this week. And I think a lot of them are, some of them are funny, a lot of them are good, and a lot of them have to do with what's coming up later this, at the end of the month here when we get into the American Royal. So, uh, let's get into it. Let's answer some questions. And some of these are funny, but we'll just start right at the top with a question from Jacob Oster, who said, what was the best part about going to Lake Placid last weekend? The best part about going to Lake Placid is seeing my friend Dimitri Feld, who is the organizer of of the I Love Barbecue Festival in Lake Placid. There's nobody that cares more about their event in the world. He does everything that he can to make sure that he gets teams out to Lake Placid. It's not an easy place to get to. That being said, it is... Very beautiful up there. It's for an excellent cause, the Shipman Youth Center. And you just have a blast. There's a lot of great teams that go up there. There's a lot of fun historical things to do to get out and go see. And Dmitry just makes you smile and makes you want to do a lot of things. It's also important that Dmitry is originally from Ukraine. He was a part of the 1980 Soviet Olympic team. Um, But he is originally from Ukraine. And what's going on over there right now is really affecting him and really affecting a lot of people that he knows and loves. So there was a giant focus on that. He distributed Ukrainian flags out to all of the teams. And it was just very, very heartwarming to see everybody fly those flags and everybody support him. So I would have to say that that is my favorite part of Lake Placid is, is the organizer, which is weird, but it is. So thanks for that question, Jacob. The next question is from Brandon Richardella. Uh, Brandon's awesome. He's got a great playlist. And he asks a music-related question, which says, what are your go-to turn-in songs when, that you have to hear when doing boxes? This is a great question, because uh, in talking with other people, I know that they do similar things. But one of the things that we do is that we have specific songs for each category. So once once it hits around 1140, we hit the chicken playlist. Um, that, you know, and then once chicken's gone, we put on the rib playlist. Once ribs are gone, we put on the pork playlist. So I can share with you some of the songs that we have on there. Uh, so when chicken starts, it, it starts with... Uh, A song from Diplo called Welcome to the Party, which is, you know, like, let's get started. And then we get into some notorious B.I.G. with Juicy. And then we end up, we end up, uh, ending up with Hustlin' by Rick Ross. These are all songs that really get you in the mood for chicken and really set the tone. So then we get into the rib playlist, which starts with, (laughs) starts with uproar from Lil Wayne. And you'll notice the theme for each meet kind of like these are are more groovy type of songs and things that I enjoy a lot. And then we get into Ice Cube, You Can Do It, which is one of Kim's favorite songs. Then we have to hit a little bit of The Way You Move by Outkast. And then we kind of finish it up with uh, Doing It by LL Cool J, which is a great song. And just the way we've been doing with Ribs this year, it's been really good with us, so... Yeah, so then we get into the pork playlist, which is a little different because pork has always been a difficult category for us. So we start with uh, Out Here Grinding with DJ Khaled. Then we get into a little shaky ass with Mr. Cow. Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. That's when I'm usually assessing what pieces to put into the box. And then I get into some Queen with some Under Pressure because I think that finishing in the pork box is the most important And lately, I've been ending with Can I Get A By Jay-Z, which is a song that just really puts me in a good mood, makes me dance, and really gets me going. So then, we'll end it with the brisket playlist, which starts with Lights, Camera, Action from Mr. Cheeks, A Little Sabotage from the Beastie Boys, Salt Shaker by the Ying Yang Twins, which I think is one of the more perfect barbecue songs out there, Gangsta Gangsta with NWA, and then Vibrant Thing with Q-Tip. So those are the brisket songs, and that's a great question and probably a little more detail than anybody wanted, but that's where we go. So thanks for that question, Brandon. Good job. Next up, uh, a silly question from Walt Moulton. Uh, Do you flip your chicken? No, I don't flip my chicken. I think it's one of the more preposterous things that happens in barbecue. So no, I don't flip my chicken. Next up, um, Heath, Heath Bletsicker, also known as Little Bear. He's amazing there. He hails from the team. Oh, yeah, they are fantastic and they will be at the Royal this year. So if you get a chance to meet these two fine young humans, I, I highly suggest you do so. Um, his question is beer and barbecue. Do you have a favorite style of beer or perhaps even a favorite brewery to drink with barbecue? Does it vary depending on the style of barbecue or the particular protein being consumed? P.S. You can pull off the scally cap. Few can pull off the scally cap better than you. You look great. Thanks for the compliment, Little Bear. I appreciate that. In terms of beer and barbecue, I let's just get it out there in the open that I absolutely hate IPAs. I think they're terrible. I don't think they taste good. I think people have tricked themselves into liking them. Um, they just, it's just not good. So that being said, I kind of, if I had to pick a beer to drink with, with barbecue, I would like a nice brown ale or else a really bright Kolsch to cut through some of the heaviness of some of the stuff that we do. But I think it it also depends on the style of barbecue, like you asked, or the particular protein. Um, and for me, I'm probably not going to drink beer with any of this stuff. I'm probably going to focus more on wine. And then end with a nice bourbon. So I really like a nice bright white wine with some of the, uh, with chicken. Then I like to, you know, get into some deeper reds as you go into, um, into brisket and pork. So yeah, that's, that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but a great conversation. Great starter. Thanks for the question, Heath. Next up, 420Q, do you like beer? I mean, really like beer the answer to that question is, is that I've kind of gotten away from beer a little bit as I've gotten older. Um, it doesn't make me feel good (laughs) and I just prefer wine or bourbon and that's just where we are. But yeah, I enjoy some beers here and there. So that's where we are with that. Next question from Mike Schilling, what part of your career in DC was most similar to competition barbecue? That is a tough question. Um, I worked in Washington, D.C. in the lobbying industry for 25 years. And I think the one thing that I could say that is most similar is the, just the anticipation of going into a member or going into a meeting with a member of Congress or a high-ranking government official. You do get this excitement, you know, that you're about to meet somebody that's, you know, pretty high up there in government and, you know, can have some effect on things. And I I can kind of equate that to the feeling that I get at about 11 o'clock when we're getting ready for turn-ins. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to get in there. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the meet and see what decisions I need to make and how Kim and I are going to work together in assessing what we're doing. So I would say that that same feeling of anticipation that something cool is about to happen or something that, you know, could potentially affect something that's, that's, that's the most similar thing. The other similar thing is going into that meeting and being prepared. You know, I, I had to be super prepared for any questions that I was going to get from a member of Congress or their staff and be ready to answer those. And I think that was the only time I've ever been organized in my life other than competition barbecue where you know, you have to be prepared. You have to be ready. Uh, making a full full admission, I wasn't ready for Lake Placid last week. Had a lot of stuff going on last week. Kind of threw everything together into the truck and we went. And Kim kind of called me out on it and said, I don't know how you can be so disorganized. I said, sometimes it just happens. So I prefer not to fly that way, but that's where we were uh, on that week. So I'm looking forward to this week because I think I'm a little bit more prepared. So, being prepared for whatever you're going to do, basically mise en place for life, that's the way you got to handle that. So, thanks for that question, Mike. Next up, Chris Pinnell, the other part of AOA. Uh, Which bourbon is your go-to drinker? My, my go-to drinker right now is, I've been able to find Buffalo Trace when in my travels. And I just, as an everyday drinker, to have one at night before while I'm de-stressing or something. I just really love how mild it is. I'm not a big hot whiskey guy. Um, So, yeah, Buffalo Trace. Which bottle has eluded you that you really want to try? There are two bottles that have eluded me. The Blue Label Weller and the Black Label Weller. Those two bottles I just cannot find at any kind of a reasonable price. Uh, Those of you that are around the country that can find those bottles At a reasonable price, God bless you. If you remember your buddy Luke, pick me up a bottle. I just really, really A, would like to try them, and B, would like to have them for the collection. So, those are the two that I always keep my eye out for. Question from Fred Robles. Rio Valley Meats. Boxers or briefs or dot, dot, dot? And then he followed it up with a question, but I will tell you that I have 110 pair of me undies that are all the boxers not the boxer briefs they're the boxers that are a little less uh form fitting they're a little bit more relaxed but they still have all the moisture wicking qualities they're just comfortable you know so i really enjoy the boxers for me undies there are a lot of (laughs) got fun patterns i've got certain pairs that are only worn during competitions i've got certain pairs that are only worn during different times of the year so yeah it's, uh, we could spend an entire podcast just talking about underwear. Next question. Brad Rorig <laughs> Brad Rorig's from Pistol Pack and Piggies up in Canada. And he said, who's your favorite Canadian? Seriously, who? Well, Brad, that's, that question's easy. That would be your girlfriend. She's my favorite Canadian. Next up, Darren I was Smoky these. Do you like tornadoes? I do not like tornadoes. One time I flew out to Des Moines and we were driving to Wisconsin for a contest and the sky was pitch black. It was five o'clock in the evening and there's sirens going off and everything in the car is going off and everybody's phone is going off that there are tornadoes surrounding us. And my immediate, I panicked and was like, what are we doing out here? Why, why are we not driving for cover? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And, and Darren and Sherry both thought this was hilarious because it's commonplace out there. And yeah, no, I'm not big on Tornadoes. Uh, I was very happy once we extricated ourselves from that situation. <laughs> not a big fan. Uh, Shauna McCool. Hi, Shauna. How are you? Favorite Prince song? Never Take the Place of Your Man. I mean, I love pretty much all Prince songs, but Never Take the Place of Your Man is an underrated one that doesn't get a lot of play but I really just enjoy it and I can put it on and it'll make me smile. Trent Vanderhyden, Do you think that bitch ever got out of Ludacris's way? I don't know, man. I think she kind of had to once he started into the fast and furious, uh, series. Cause then he had all the fast cars and he was in charge of demolition and blowing stuff up. So yeah, I'm pretty sure she got out of the way or she got run over. So I hope she did, you know, one can only hope. Couple of questions here from my buddy Tim Rogers. How often do you clean your Jambo? I have gone around this question myself a lot of times because I know there are different people out there that do different things. Like Ryan Murphy from Dirt robe used to take his Jambo down to the metal every time, like chemicals down to the metal, cleaned it out, power washed it, made it beautiful. Um, some people refuse to even scrape it. They leave it in there. I like to scrape my jambo down every, uh, after every contest to make sure it's clean. Scrape the grates, scrape the bottom, wipe it out with, uh, paper towels and that's it. I leave it, leave it pretty much like that, but I do do it after every, every contest. Second question from Tim was, what's your favorite contest and why? That's a really hard, that's a really hard, uh, question, man, because I love so many contests. So many contests offer different things that, and Kim and I have got to travel the country and see a lot of different places and I can, I can generally pick out, you know, something great about all those contests. I'd have to say that Lake Placid is up there pretty high. Uh, as is uh, chilling and grilling in the glades in wise Virginia. Uh, Two great organizers, two great towns. And those are just two of many that we really, really do enjoy going to. Um, And there's something great at every contest, you know, just like I often say, there's something beautiful about every person. There's something great about every contest. There's a couple that I would say that that's probably not true. Um, One we cooked earlier this year that had been on our bucket list, and I'm glad we did it. We'll never go back, so that's fun. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. Next question, and this one is a big question, but I think it's a very, you know what, let's save this one for last. Let's jump into these other three here that we can do. So Andrew Lovern from Australia, this is amazing. He said, would you come to Australia and compete and do classes? And the answer to that question is absolutely. We'd love to come down there, preferably during the U.S. summer so that uh, Kim can come with me. But we'd love to come down there and compete and to, and to teach a class. So we talked a little bit yesterday, Andrew, about it. And... Hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, Justin Turnbull, could you share your playlist on Spotify or something? I love the wide variety of songs you mentioned that you cook slash party to. Yeah, I've been working on that a little bit um, in putting together a playlist that, uh, that I could put out there for the barbecue league or something. But I might just I might just share out the playlist just because it's fun. I mean, there's going to be stuff on there that people aren't going to enjoy. There's a funny story this past weekend from Lake Placid. We cooked out of the pop-up and the J3. So we sat there and we're getting ready to slice brisket. And there's a gathering of people out in front of the, in front of the cook site that are kind of just kind of watching. And uh, I looked at Kim and I said, I just looked at those people. I didn't even raise my head. I said, if you want to come watch, come around back and watch. And I was like, "Don't just stand up there and pretend like you're not watching." So they came around, and right about that time, uh, "Gangsta Gangsta" from NWA comes on, and I start laughing, and I said, "You're welcome to sit back here and watch, but you're listening to NWA, and there's not that's not going to change." So uh, about halfway through the song, this nice lady looks at me and she goes, "Can you tell me what I'm listening to again?" Just so I could tell people that I listened to it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but it was it was a good time. We were right next to our guys from uh, Top Gun. So we listened to a lot of Wu-Tang this weekend. Going to see Wu-Tang in concert next week. Very excited. So, yeah, I'm going to put together something and get it out there for you, Justin. Next up, uh, Alex Lawson. My brother from another mother from New Zealand. He said, what is your favorite competition, ritual, or activity? I kind of got to save this question for... For whenever I get to actually do my own podcast answering my own questions. But I think the favorite one that I do... Is probably when I get up and I light the pit and then I put on the bandana. I put on my blues hog red, white, and blue... Wristbands, and I know that I just put it on. You know, it's it's ready to put it on. It's ready to get it done, and it's just something that I do now every every morning at a contest that I really enjoy. My favorite competition ritual or activity that I've taken from people on this podcast, hands down, has to be Bobby Stanfield and the fact that he gives each one of his knives twenty-one swipes on the uh, on the hone. I don't know why that has stuck with me and I've incorporated it into what I do in the mornings, but that one stuck with me for some reason and it's just always been there. So that's what I do. So last up, uh, my good friend, Steve Dotson asked me this question and I thought it was important. I'm going to my first Royal this year. I know there are a lot of smaller events like the tenderloin fry and whatnot there, and I won't want to take in the experience. But don't want to do so much that I lose focus on the competition. What are your favorite royal events or parties to go to without overdoing it in the days before the comps? Impossible question, Steve. Uh, you're going to your first royal. And this is my advice for everybody that's going to their first royal. I know that a lot of teams are going out there, especially um, people that we spent time with this, this year, including Aelia. Um, tire smoke, who we recently had on the podcast, DQ'd barbecue. Your first Royal is going to be sensory overload for you. You are, you, everyone's heard me say it a hundred times and it's probably getting a little cliched at this point, but it's like you're in a barbecue snow globe and everybody and anybody that's in barbecue is there. They're all walking around. They're all having a good time. And, and it's a lot to take in. I remember our first Royal, it was incredible. And, but we didn't have kind of a roadmap of things that we have to do. So this would be my roadmap for a new team. Number one, get there as early as you can. They let people in starting in, in starting in on Wednesday. Wednesday is kind of a setup day, hang out, go shopping, have some drinks, meet some people, see some old friends. And then Thursday, you really get into it. You know, there's a lot of, uh, things going on, a lot of, still a lot of people arriving Uh, A lot of your, a lot of your partners and sponsors are starting to arrive. So the Royal is a good, a good place to go in and get there and check in with those people and see what you can do for them. And just to walk around and meet people and see things. There's so many cool things to see. But then you got on Thursday evening, you have the Snake River Farms hot dog social. Uh, That is a, and and I know you said in your, (laughs) a lot of smaller events, uh, Steve these aren't small events like the the Snake River Farms hot dog social is a big deal a lot of people come to that uh, there's nothing more stressful than cooking hot dogs for a thousand people who who are all consider themselves grill masters because some people like it burnt some people like it barely cooked some people it's you just run into a lot of problems so, but it's a lot of fun and it's a great event put on by Snake River it's you know There are a lot of places do swag stops and it's where you can go get t-shirts and stuff like that. Find all that stuff and do that. After the Snake River Farms Hot hot Dog Social, then you got to head over to the Blues Hog Party. The Blues Hog Dance Experience is pretty amazing in that a lot of people just come and sit around and watch the carnage. Um, a, a, A few people participate in the dancing. It's fun either way. And DJ Shake gets on there. Uh, We resist the temptation to dance on top of a drum. You know, there's lots of things that are going on that are a lot of fun. But again, that's something you don't want to miss. And you get to see everybody there. On Friday, of course, you mentioned the Tenderloin Fry put on by Smokey D's. It's it's one of the coolest things that happens at the Royal. Um, A lot of people come over and volunteer to help do whatever. Help serve, help help fry, help bread, help do the onion rings with Rick Mice. You know, there's lots of different things that you can do to help. But again, everybody comes to that. And everybody has a, good, it's a great place to see, see people and be seen. And then there's the Friday night party scene. There's lots of things to do. A lot of the, the bigger sponsor companies put on parties for their teams and for people who are invited. You know, we always go to the Prairie Fresh event. There's, there's just, you know, lots of things to do and, you know, and you mentioned in your comments, Steve, that you want to take in the experience, but you don't want to do so much that you lose focus on the competition. I just think that that's, I don't know that that's a, a real expectation. You know, you need to go in and you need to have your cook. It's just the barbecue contest at the end of the day and you need to just cook your food. But it is going to be sensory, sensory overload, and you don't want to leave the Royal saying, wow, I wish I would have done all this, and just instead of really, you know, take it all in and enjoy it. You did something awesome to get there. So going there is a bucket list item for every barbecue cook out there. Go there, especially your first one. Enjoy everything that it has to offer, and trust me, you won't regret it. You'll just, it's the best advice that I've ever been given, whether it's the Royal or the Jack, just go and enjoy it. Take it in for all that it is. Enjoy this gift that that you have given yourself through barbecue and uh, go make a bunch of new friends and have a blast. That's, that's the best advice that I can give you. So make sure while you're out there to walk around and meet people. Old Virginia Smoke site, I believe, is 526. I'm not quite sure, but we're all the way down at the end. And we're going to be doing some fun stuff. I think we're going to have a live podcast on Thursday afternoon where we're going to broadcast live with the uh, Kansas City Barbecue Store. We're going to talk about the Royal, we're going to have some special guests come by. So it'll be a lot of fun. So please come on by and we look forward to seeing you out there. So thanks again for all the questions, guys. Make sure you. Uh, like the podcast on the streaming service of your choice. Make sure you share it out. You know we we want to keep this thing going and keep it growing. And uh, so share it out to your people. Share it out on your barbecue pages. I really would appreciate it. And keep cooking, guys. And see everybody here in a few weeks out at the Royal. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Zdenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. G